Okay, thanks for coming live with us today, guys. Emily's on. She's going to introduce herself again um, and talk about what she does and then how to find her. Um, also, the reason behind why she's going to um, do this collaboration for this podcast. Good morning, everyone. My name is Emily Harbaugh, and I'm a certified life coach. I am super thrilled to be a part of this podcast with Jamie, who is an amazing confidence coach. And I think that between the two of us, we could really bring more information to everyone about mental health in different arenas. And for the purposes of our podcast, this is not a substitute for therapy, and this is not advice. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to know each other. Um, so I am Jamie. I am the owner of Leading Woman um, uh, Counseling uh, Confidence Coaching. So we just rebranded and that's kind of what this podcast is um, about is being able to promote confidence. Everybody does better when they're a little bit more confident. I think that we can all agree to that. We come off a little bit um, different. We are excited to uh, show up fully as ourselves authentically and um, being able to promote that and also talk about like life struggles and things that we've personally gone through or helped people through um, and definitely kind of share like normalizing, um, not not being on point every single day, 100% of the time. How do you feel about that, Emily? Emily? How do you feel about that? You think everybody can benefit from confidence? Absolutely. Um, I think everybody can benefit from having a plan or at least making some sort of a to-do list or goals. Yes. With my company with Select Online Coaching, that's what I offer is to create more of a plan and help people to really hone in on their focus of what they want to do, who they want to be, and how they want to feel when they wake up in the morning. So kind of a life trajectory. Exactly. I love it. Um, I know for me, like the analogy is you don't really, I love my GPS, not just, even if I know where I'm going, I like to put it on because they update you about traffic. They update you about accidents. So I'm like, do I need to take a different route? Right. And exactly. I think coaching for me, at least is a lot like that, um, where I might even know where I think I want to go, but that that route might have to change because life happens and stressors and situations. And so that, and am I able to reevaluate because I'm so on track that I'm like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I'll just reach out. Right. Or actually I'm saving more time going this way. I didn't think about it that way. Um, so definitely having a plan is and a purpose and understanding why you're here and um, waking up with that, that confidence and that, I think that makes a huge difference for people. Have you Absolutely. seen, have you seen the difference between people who choose to have one and people who don't? Yes. Um, it's very apparent when people are having a hard time figuring out what they want to do and where they want to go. And so many people feel like they have to have the exact answers right away. No. The entire purpose of coping is brainstorming. Coming up with different ideas, looking at all sorts of opportunities, even in the areas that we may have not even ventured. Because sometimes there's the talent there that we don't know about. Potential, yeah, that we're not seeing, right? Right. But I also believe in having more of a person-centered focus in the sense of, just like the GPS analogy, 
my client is driving the bus. I'm simply the GPS. I yeah. will tell them to recalculate the truth because they're in charge of They get to choose still. Yeah, it's still their choice. Um, I mean, you can listen to or not listen to the GPS. It just keeps saying, like, go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah and sometimes you're just like oh I should have listened <laughs> and sometimes it's like a nice conversation oh why didn't you and you get to work on a little bit of that shadow work of uh why was I stubborn why did I let my ego or mind take control of this versus what I logically knew would be beneficial right sometimes we self-sabotage and we don't even see it so kind of having somebody else to like point that out oh why'd you do that like or bringing a little bit like a kind um, realization to it, because sometimes we don't realize our own behavior. Um, right. right. So what happens when you work with a client and that kind of happens and they get stuck in, I want to say cycles or like ways of doing things? There are a lot of things when it comes to habit breaking, but we have to identify that they're habits first. So when you look into things, this is what we call introspection, where you really look into yourself and you kind of figure out, okay, what have I been doing? Where has it taken me? Has it taken me to where I want to go? And if not, okay, DPS, how do we recalculate? I love that. So for you, why did you pick coaching over counseling? Because you have a counseling background, correct? I do. I actually have a master's in professional counseling. Um, but coaching allows me to also offer my services around the globe. Whereas Currently, therapy and counseling, it's required to be within your scope of practice and within your area, and most cases, with a therapeutic license. So, life coaching allows me to do a lot of these things that are more stress management, structured, goal-oriented, focused, so that way everybody can benefit from that, and it's not just those who are in my neighborhood, in my town. Yeah, also modality-wise, like seeing what fits per, per client and everything, having a, a a bunch of at your arsenal versus just that limited ability or scope to practice, correct? Exactly. I consider myself more of an eclectic practitioner. I like to dabble in a little bit of everything. Um, some people may be more interested in manifesting their goals. Some people may be interested in the metaphysical side of manifesting goals. Others may be more yeah and therapy can sometimes be a one-fit-all type scenario type thing for me at least in my own opinion that's why I chose coaching is I felt like I was able to make things better for my clients and myself honestly I mean I personally benefited from coaching um mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely certain therapists that can be a great fit, and some of them will be more holistic in the sense of trying to look at it from a mind-body perspective, but not entirely. And plenty of people who work for agencies or corporate ventures, they have to follow certain guidelines. Yeah. They have to follow certain modalities. So personally, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I want to be able to curb whatever needs to be necessary to tailor it to that. And for you, like, um, a lot of people have a misconception between life coaching and counseling. What do you feel are the differences so we can educate our platform? So the biggest difference between therapy or counseling versus coaching is coaching is very focused on the now. Coaching is focused on what do we need now. Who you are right now. Therapy and counseling for me, it's really more about, okay, what has happened in my past that has created some of the behaviors now? How do I dig into that background? 
that's why there are certain trauma-certified professionals and different modalities that can help with that. Coaching doesn't touch any of that. We look at it as, I have this, I have this behavior. Okay, do I want to keep this behavior? Is it do useful? Do I want to keep this behavior, or do I want to start focusing on breaking that habit? Yeah, I always like to say, like, hey, there's not a good or bad. There's just, is this getting me results that I want? And if not, then I need to reevaluate because I'm the one being the consequences, good or bad, of or beneficial or not, of these choices or actions or these thoughts, right? Like, I get to choose who I want to be tomorrow. Like, like who I was in the past does not get to define me if I don't let it. Absolutely. The other part is there are plenty of people that allow others to influence what they do, think, believe, and strive for. And truthfully, your life is about you. Yeah, do you feel like in Yeah, ultimately too. And I think um kind of venturing away from counseling and therapy for myself, um, I I felt so much more empowered taking the reins. Like I know with my personal program, I don't want to work with my clients more than six months. Like if they need me to keep guiding them, that's fine. But the thing is we, I mean, we build a relationship. So we end up being friends after that time. But if I'm not teaching you these practices that I've cultivated and learned for myself, um, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm doing my job and I need to find you somebody that's a better fit. Um, that's my own personal preference is these are things that are like life management skills, stress, like management skills. And Okay, how can I pass this on that you positively influence somebody because you're now changed and different and your perspective's different, right? Like it's a practice. Absolutely, it's an influence. Yeah. And it's really, you're right, a lot of times coaching should be more of a short-term process because you want people to absorb some of these tools and skills and make them their own. And then they can pass them on to someone else or they come back to you for a refresher and be like, hey, possibilities and outcomes and everything um so for you do you feel like um the difference between counseling and coaching what is more beneficial for people who are progressing forward versus trauma instead of that honestly i think that those that are more focused on their forward move i think that coaching is considered more beneficial um if you've already Stabilize yourself with a practitioner or a therapist or a psychiatrist or you're getting medication through your primary care physician and you feel that you are both mentally stable to start working on some of these changes or moving around some of these habits or transitioning into some of these other stages, then absolutely coaching is perfect for you. Awesome. So it's people wanting collaboration. Yeah, it's people wanting more progress in their life. And like you were saying, with what you specialize in, it's a life trajectory and kind of getting that that GPS coordination of like, what path do I actually take? I kind of know where I want to go. Let's pinpoint that. And that might evaluate or change. Um, but how do I get there? And then do I need to pivot a little bit when things come up or different things in my life or stressors or moves or 
babies or losses and stuff like that. And then how do I handle those? I love that. So what do you... Our slogan at the moment is, you know, we are your guide for intentional living. Oh, I like that. So kind of because that thriving, not just surviving. Exactly. got me through meaning survival mode. Now it's time to live, to thrive. To yeah, up level. Life. Yeah, I love it. Um, so do you feel like having a purpose, like you specialize with your clients? Um, do you feel like that does, like, how does that correlate with confidence and vice versa? Honestly, my my personal purpose in life is helping people come out of their shell and find what they want for themselves to be potential or the best potential for themselves. Because no one knows what they want until they start to feel like it's part of them. And when you start to embrace who you are through that confidence, it makes you want to try these things makes you want to go forward regardless of anybody else's opinions or influences it's just your journey and you're okay with that well I know for me on a personal spectrum too like and these are all things to be honest like we've all practiced these ourselves and so these are all things that we have put in implemented into our lives we're not going to share something or coach clients through something that we've not practiced and done ourselves so just everybody knows that a good a good uh, coach is always going to be um, somebody who's doing the work themselves continually because it's hard to help others through mucky situations and guide them when you're not doing that yourself. Um, so it's always it's always like a practice, like riding a bike, huh? Yes. And to clarify, that doesn't mean that we are in your situation. That means that we are there for you. Yeah. And we can empathize to help you to process all of those feelings and to be alongside of you so you don't have to do it alone yeah and how I think too um kind of more on the coaching aspect a lot of people think like it's um I don't know I, I guess everybody has their difference of opinions of coaching versus counseling but on a coaching scale we do help you kind of navigate your feelings and label them and understand them like that kind of crosses over from therapy to at least yes. positive transitional therapy, which is kind of both of our backgrounds, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So labeling feelings, understanding feelings, why am I feeling this way? Being self-aware of them. I think too, it's like, for me, at least it's a practice, like up until recently, um, it became very common sense for me to just say, oh, well, I'm feeling this way because this happened. And so that, and I was able to then inform, like my, my two daughters are very like emotionally sensitive where they, they pick up on everything like around them. And um, I, in my background in education, that comes from, I mean, we're taught that it's a trauma response, but they don't have not, I mean, we all deal with micro traumas and stuff like that. And, but there's no hard trauma for them to be that um, like aware of their surroundings. And so I've always kind of wondered like where they got that and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you got to give yourself some props, Stevie, because 90% of learning is by imitation. So if they are learning to process feelings and understand feelings and accept their feelings and emotions, then that's because they're learning it from you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I think, too, like you're just saying that is, can I celebrate these things because now I'm aware of them because somebody outside of me, because we have a tendency to um, undermine, like, our influence, undermine our achievements undermine our progress sometimes or 
like even for me, like people will say, well, you have this natural ability to do this. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Right. And so sometimes we do, we need somebody that's not so close to the situation who has no personal attachment to it. Do you feel like that's kind of what coaching helps with? Yes. And having an objective perspective of somebody else's life, we'll be able to pull things out that they may or may not recognize as being strength. So and it's, it can be what I consider transactional strengths or trans, transferable strengths. Maybe you did something where you didn't even realize that you were using math to do something. And all of a sudden you can just rattle off numbers in your head where if I do this much more work, I make this much more money. There are people who can do that in their home. And I'm wow. like, you would be amazing working in a clean crew. Or if you wanted to do something that was based on space or quantity of work, and then we utilize those skills. Well, I and know so for me. They can also go into management. There's yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. I think, but no, I for. Think that's, that's also a big thing is we do a lot of job workshops, at least in my company. And we do resume workshops and trying to help people find that group. Well, I know for me too, like sometimes we get what's called generational cycles is we get so influenced by what we were raised in that sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to even be aware of things that might not be quote unquote healthy. Um, right. And then being able to have some, an outside objective, like saying, oh, that's what, well, what's the outcome to that? Is that an outcome you want? Right. So if it's yes. not, let's reevaluate it and then change it so that we stop passing that down. Right. Like you get, you get to break that cycle. You get to empower yourself and be that cycle breaker. Um, like I know for me, we were talking about our, my kids, like, mm -hmm. so I just naturally label emotions while I'm feeling this way and this way. And I just naturally inform without, um, I've noticed I've had to, because I learned that with my girls because they will take it personally or they think that they've caused something or they can control my emotions. And I'm like, no, like I'm responsible for how I feel. And I'm feeling this way because of this situation that had nothing to do with you. And so if I'm willing to be uncomfortable while I work through figuring that out and then being self-aware and then expressing it to them, that saves them from then internalizing something that wasn't even theirs. Right. Absolutely. Well, I was yes. never taught that. And so it's like, where can I do better for my kids? Honestly, the empowering them to understand that sometimes things are outside of their control and that's okay yeah. that's a huge thing for kids to absorb because truthfully everybody wants to be in control yeah. anyone who says that they don't truthfully they're in control because mm -hmm. there's something controlling faith control of our own lives that gives us that sense of stability mm -hmm. comfort whatever you want to whatever word you want to use for it and Kids, teens, young adults, as soon as they understand what is the illusion of control versus what they actually have control over, what's going to be a huge difference about how they process those feelings, how they understand those emotions, and where is it, and when they're displaced, or when they're appropriate. Yeah. I think, too, you're talking about control. Like, I've noticed patterns in my life. It's even when I think I'm out of control or I want to act like victim patterns that I've had myself that I've had to look at, I allowed myself to be a victim. So I was in control of my emotional state. And I chose that because I did not want to take responsibility. I wanted to project onto somebody else. And so technically I was still in control, right? Yes. And we always are. We just have to take back our control and say, 
if I'm the driver of this, this vehicle, where do I want to go? How do I want to feel during the trip? That's where your confidence comes in. Because if you are not feeling confident enough in yourself to believe in yourself, to take that accountability, you live in that world of denial and it's not my problem. I didn't do this or I blame this on someone else. And that is that stuck point for a lot of people. Once you get to the point where you take whatever that accountability is, whether it's a fault or a horrible situation or a victim of circumstance, what have you, once you take that in and go, okay, this happened, I'm going to accept this, this which was called radical acceptance, yes, it sucks, but it happened, and I have to accept that I can't change it. Once you get to that stage, then you move forward with a new stage of change. And then you start getting results you actually are proud of. I love it. Okay, so let's reiterate where people can find you and then what you do for everyone. And so they can reach out. We'll also have that in the podcast, the podcast uh, detail notes and everything. And we'll put it in the comments in the Facebook live. Well, thank you everybody for your morning. I hope you enjoyed our little chat. My name is Emily Farabaugh with Celestial Mind Coaching. You can find me on psychologytoday.com. And you can also give me a call at 530 three or one one. Do you have any questions? So thanks so much. Thank you, Emily. Um, so my name is Jamie Moyer and I do confidence coaching and my number is 520-678-8538. We also have a link on our website that'll be listed below. I hope you guys have a phenomenal day and um, thank you for joining for our podcast intro. Bye, Emily. Bye, Jamie. Bye, guys.